2: Hey everybody! It is Nerdificent, coming in on hopefully both sides of your headphones. If not, you might need new headphones. This is If You away and sitting across from me is Danny Fernandez. Boom Shakalaka! That's how you pronounce that name. Mm-hmm.
3: yes, it's very actually, there's a billion. I've talked about this, but there are many Danny Fernandez's in fact, even in this town uh, or Danielle Fernandez, yeah, Fernandez there's a lot of Fernandez Oh is that out the plural there of I think Fernandez- so. Mm-hmm. I think so,
2: yeah, yeah, it's been a uh, you know it's it's been it's been wild. How's your week going?
3: um it's going a lot better than the founder of Legos <laughs>
2: um who who is passed so his week is
3: fine, but like, when, so we're covering Legos, and when I was researching this topic and, like, putting this together, I found he had a very rough life where so many bad things happened, you would think that it was, like, God telling you not to make Legos. <laughs> like, if you believed in God, any normal sane person would be like, cool, cool, so I, uh, my factory burned down again, um, I probably shouldn't be making Legos. But no, he, he stuck with it.
2: Yeah, no. Some people were like, "These are just my haters," and I gotta put them
3: wrong. <laughs> Mother yeah, Nature,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. looking like, like DJ Khaled, like, they don't want you to well, build Legos. Yeah, <laughs> That's but all funny. I do is win.
3: <laughs> I love the idea that like nature is your hater. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mother Nature, my biggest. <laughs> the hater. The universe,
3: the universe, trying to stop me. It won't. My
2: biggest hater.
3: It won't. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Legos.
2: Okay. All right. So, so you're saying he had a rough start, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Yeah, so the Lego Group began in the workshop of Ole Kirk Christensen, who was a carpenter from Billund, Denmark. And he began making wooden toys in 1932 to make a living after having lost his job during the Great Depression.
2: Man, yep, that's, that's how you kick it off with a start. Yep, that is definitely... Checking all the boxes on every mm-hmm. everything that might say you might have a rough start. The Great Depression, man, that was rough. You know, grapes of wrath, great book. Mm-hmm. Not gonna do a deep dive on that, so don't ask. <laughs>
3: uh, are we gonna do War and Peace or
2: nope? Um, okay, perfect. We might read his short story, The Chrysanthemums, but uh, that's where that's where I draw the line. We on should Steinbeck. actually.
3: We need to. We need to. Oh, you don't want to do The Pearl?
2: Which one was that?
3: It was the one with the pearl. All
2: right, then I guess I don't know that one. Island of the
3: Blue Dolphins? Nope. Okay, Um, of Mice and Men. Um, Yeah,
2: I mean, that's the OG, triple OG.
3: Yeah, we should actually explore more books. We will. I believe we have a Harry Potter one coming up. Yeah,
2: that's on the docket. But we're of Mice and Men, the one thing that is cool about it, we're gonna do this quick tangent, is just the effect that it did indeed have because that archetype, lived for so long just the short smart guy and the big dumb guy that's pinky in the brain Mm -hmm. that's uh you know two stupid dogs two stupid dogs yeah like that's just went uh asterisk and and obelisk (laughs) ren and stimpy yep it's just a certified classic but there you go Talking about Legos and uh, back to the Great Depression, which The Grapes of Wrath is based off of. it. If you're wondering how we got from the De- Great Depression to John Steinbeck, uh, or not based off it. it takes place during it. It's the setting, whatever. He, it, let's talk about Ole, okay? He, he's a...
3: <laughs> Our man Ole. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was a respected carpenter with his own company. But you know, times were super hard and he didn't have a lot of money, so he had to dismiss all of his workers.
2: Yeah, and soon after his wife Christine died, leaving him to raise four sons.
3: I have something to say here is that you can actually look up, we'll put in our footnotes Lego made a cute, cute, adorable little animated short of Ole's like history. Mm-hmm. But in it, when so when he had to lay off all of his workers, his wife is like, Well, well, at least things couldn't get worse. And the narrator was like, "But things did get worse. <laughs> and then she died. oh man. and I'm like, this is like a kid's short animated on the Lego site. Man. Um, it just talks about his horrific life, which w- wasn't horrific, but I guess things, you know, things were different back then. and and you had things like factories burning down and people dying of measles or whatever. um, and so, he dealt with a lot of hardship that would have knocked anyone else down, but not Olay.
2: Dude, that felt like a Ron Howard mm-hmm. narrator. Like, things did get worse. Though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they did. They did, yes.
2: Oh, man. But then from there, things, uh, you know, moved on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So soon after his wife, Christine, died, leaving him to raise his four sons. That's rough. He made a small wooden duck toy for his children and when they loved it so much he decided to put the ducks into production using his leftover wood from his old business he started making wooden toys one day a wholesaler came in and placed a huge order so he had to rehire his workers mm-hmm. and use the highest quality wood for his handmade toys can you imagine being like fired or laid off and you're like oh man screw this guy i'll never work for him again he's like i got more work i guess i'm working for him again
3: (laughs) yeah in fact this was that they wanted to have a bunch of his toys to sell before christmas so they wanted to have them in the windows and stuff so he worked overtime essentially to make all of these toys and iffy yeah iffy this is where it happened again it happened again to our man man. ole He received a letter saying the wholesaler filed for <laughs> bankruptcy and couldn't buy the toys. Like it's almost – this is what I mean where – and it continues like this in his life. Like where if you were a writer, you would be like, this is too much. You know? Yeah. If you were writing the screenplay of his life, you would be like, slow down a second. But he that didn't stop him. He decided to drive around himself and sell the toys, and he succeeded in selling all of his toys. Nice. He wasn't able to get as much money as he wanted, and a lot of farmers in his area traded him for food instead, which... Like he, it, in the little Lego short, said, you know, he would have preferred money. I mean, everyone would. But he took the food so that he could feed him and his boys. Yeah, I mean,
2: kids got to eat. So, yeah. you know, either way, like I will say that as someone with a child, I'm like, ah, man, I would like to roll out in the bins, but I guess I'll my daughter doesn't need to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <guess> you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, but then in 1934, his company came to be called Lego, derived from the Danish phrase ligat, which means play well. In Latin, Lego can mean I put together or I assemble, which is wild.
3: Yeah, he didn't actually know the Latin part. He only knew the Danish part was when That's, he was picking it out.
2: Yeah, look, this is this seems when you connect all those dots, just the constant failure, but keeping pushing forward and then these connecting, mm-hmm. it's almost like a little fate story. Uh,
3: <laughs> I have another thing coming up oh, for no. you. I have another thing.
2: What, what's this after new thing? yeah so
3: he named so he named it lego mm-hmm. and then in 1942 a fire broke out in his factory oh, come in on.
2: His what? what's going on now what is going not, on
3: we know he has a successful story that's the only reason i'm laughing i'm sorry like <laughs> r.i.p olay um a fire broke this did not kill him um, yeah. this <laughs> nothing would kill him in fact nothing stopped him I'm sorry. Okay, in 1942, a fire. He's like the Charlie Brown of his life. Oh, it's he's like, definitely
2: had a curse. Put on he, him. Yeah, that's, he writes.
3: You some, know, he's like
2: the descendant relative of Rasputin or something. No,
3: he was. Listen, in Beauty and the Beast, he turned away the witch, yeah. and he she, was she cursed. Was like, all right.
2: She was like, "Oh, I'm okay. all out of these beast spells. I'm yes. gonna hit you with this failed toy maker yes. spell."
3: In 1942, a fire broke out in his factory in his workshop, uh, destroying all of his drawings and models, completely burning them to the ground. It forced him to rebuild, and he started working again as a carpenter.
2: Ah. hmm See, then World War II happened. And following World War II, plastics became available in Denmark, and Lego purchased a plastic injection molding machine in 1947. And like I foreshadowed during the... The uh, Transformers episodes molds are going to be a very big thing when it comes to toys. I have a huge toy episode planned out with like just kind of the uh, toy kind of subculture. I have a friend uh, Rocom who is uh, who works at Razor and his friend Kwang. There's a whole there's I every time I talk to them they blow my mind. There's a whole toy subculture and it really molds are a big part of it. And like they talk about how sometimes if you don't know the factory that you're sending your mold to and you may never get your toys made uh, for like almost a decade because you're in line with all these stuff and in line with all these different toy makers and if the toy makers, their homie, then they're going to make those first. And then when you have the vinyl toys, and we're talking about vinyl toys like the, you know, the Dunnies and your original Fake, uh, which is uh, one of my favorite artists, Cause made the Companions. Uh, Then you have Mr. Bunny, you have Squire, and the uh, Skullbud. The list goes on. You know, Ugly Doll, which I think is a really popular one that most people know. Uh, Kid Robot, uh you just it, it's just so such a long list of like designer toys and there's like a subculture within that of like people because they'll sell blanks of them and like you have to be so only certain people can like paint and resell them because if the maker finds out they're like no you can't do that i wanted it blank for a reason so anyway we'll go deep into that on another episode but this every time mold gets mentioned, I have to go on that quick tangent because it's so exciting and I can't wait to sit them down and talk about it. But... They did get those molds, and uh, so they got the molds in 1947, and Lego expanded to begin producing plastic toys. And then in 1949, Lego began producing, among other new products, an early version of the now-familiar interlocking bricks, calling them automatic binding bricks. uh, Wow, that works well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, For
3: marketing. (laughs) God, God,
2: dang. I'm empty? Didn't I tell you to pick up your automatic binding bricks? Although Stumps.
3: technically they're abs. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. So didn't I tell you to pick up your abs? I'm stepping all <laughs> over your abs. You know they're rock hard. They they hurt when I step on them. Uh, <laughs> rock hard abs. Uh, and then uh, but. We call them Lego bricks, uh, then manufactured from cellulose acetate, were developed in the spirit of traditional wooden blocks that could be stacked upon one another, but could be locked together. They had several round studs on the top and the hollow rectangular bottom that we know and love, and they would stick together, but not so tightly that they cannot be pulled apart.
3: Yeah, the basic 8 stud red Lego brick was first sold in Denmark in 1949 and the bricks produced today have the same bumps and holes and can still interlock with those produced back in uh, in 1958.
2: Yeah, and that's a big thing for Lego. They want their they go through so like stringent lengths to make sure that the all the Legos can still lock up so that no matter what era you buy Legos in, if, if, if I gave my Legos to my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson, he would still be able to play with his new Legos with my old ones and vice versa. If I were to go to my great-great-great-great-grandfather's Legos is what I mean to say. But the, these bricks were based on the Kitty Craft self-locking bricks, which had been patented in the United Kingdom, and Lego had received a sample of the Kitty Craft bricks from the supplier of the injection molding machine that it had purchased. The bricks, originally manufactured from cellulose acetate, were a development of the traditional stackable wooden blocks at the time.
3: This is really fascinating because copyright is going to come into play. Mm. Or a patent. I mean, yeah. patents are going to come into play here um, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lego Group's model is, uh, I can't say that. That beast
2: erik forgot.
3: Yeah, the Lego Group's model is essentially only the best is the best. Or more literally, the best is never too good. This was something that Ole actually had for a while, like as a carpenter and when he was making his wooden toys. The reason why they were seen as so magnificent is because of the care that he put into them and he was obsessed with continuing that when he started making legos like he just wanted the highest quality possible
2: yeah i heard he opted to have that on the wall instead of a no smoking sign and that's how his first factory got (laughs) caught on fire
3: um but yeah it was uh it was a huge a, a huge uh important deal for him for Christensen, and then by 1951, plastic toys accounted for half of the Lego company's output. So they're almost pushing out, they're almost gonna start to push out the their wooden toys. Yeah, in
2: 1958, the modern brick design was developed, the one that you can use up until today. It took five years to find the right material for it, ABS, acronitrile butadine styrene uh, polymer, could have just said abs polymer i don't need to know the full facts but just for some
3: people this is a nerdy so some people were like
2: yep thanks the modern lego brick was designed and patented in january 1958
3: yeah and also in 1958 the bricks were improved with hollow tubes in the underside of the brick this added support in the base enabling much better locking ability and improved versatility the company patented the new design as well as several similar designs to avoid competition Although, like I just said, they had copied it from the Kitty craft. Oh yeah, so um, but Olay actually died that same year, and his son Godfried uh, inherited leadership of the company and would come to rule it for many years to come.
2: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Lego executives, observing how children played with their products, realized the firm's future realized the firm's future success was not about the brick, but what the brick could create. Buildings, streets, cities, all filled with people, vehicles, street signs, and bushes. You can go on and on, building and building. You never get tired of Lego, one of its publicity campaigns said.
3: (laughs) Do you see what's next on the list?
2: Another warehouse fire. (laughs)
3: Listen, listen. I don't know what burial ground they built (laughs) Lego (laughs) on. Lego had another warehouse fire. They're doing fine. Lego's doing great. You know, they have the Lego films. They're amazing. So I just... But but back in the day, it was difficult for them. <clears throat> they had another warehouse fire. This is what's fascinating. Okay, so they had a warehouse fire that struck the Lego group in 1960, consuming most of the company's inventory of wooden toys. This is the fascinating part. It almost forced them to completely abandon wooden toys, and Godfried, his son, decided to just move forward with their plastic line. So... I was talking to Dan, our producer, about this. And I was telling him when I was researching this man's story of, like, how many things went wrong. It kind of is fascinating, though, because it, each time something went wrong, it forced him to rethink yeah. and restructure and get better and make these decisions. And so it's like, you know, you and I, it's like, oh, well, my script got rejected. And it's like this man freaking dealt with huh. with so much death and and catastrophic, like, loss of, of his belongings and things like that that he was working on and each time he got back up
0: it's yeah. just
3: it's just a, a remarkable a remarkable story but this i find really fascinating that when their warehouse burned down they completely scrapped their wooden toys because it destroyed all their wooden toys and decided hey we're just going to move forward with plastic which ended up being the best decision that they made
2: yeah and that's what i like and i feel like will be the moral of you know, Lego's story is like when you do reach a roadblock instead of just kind of stopping there and maybe even instead of trying to rebuild what you have, look at what you're left with and work from there. Yeah. You know, it's that's 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 what it feels like It's like, you know, the classic life hands you lemons make lemonade. Yeah. Know?
3: But so by the end of that year, the Lego group was employing now over 450 people. And in the 1960s, the company's bricksmith actually invented the wheel, which was a round brick with a rubber tire for their Legos. Oh, yeah. um, the Lego wheel earned its own patent application. They're very big on these patents. Yeah. Uh, and then a little known fact, Lego makes more than 300 million tires per year, which is more than Goodyear or Bridgestone. Wow. Yeah.
2: Then it launched Duplo. It's line of bigger bricks for preschoolers.
3: Mm-hmm in the 60s as well in 1968 they had the first Legoland theme park which I didn't know that yeah we think Legoland is something that came out this past decade but no uh in 1968 the first Legoland theme park opened in Billund and uh Lego was trying to be its own kind of everything store or everything toy yeah and we'll actually get into the history of Legoland right after this break Mm -hmm.
0: at purdueglobal.edu.
4: Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. happy customers, and their product reviews are literally five stars. And right now through Monday, Dime has their spring into savings sale. Get 25% off site-wide. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 25% off every product on the site. That's dimebeautyco.com for 25% off. But hurry, the spring into savings sale ends Monday. Go to dimebeautyco.com.
3: And we're back. So we're going to dive into a little bit of the history of Legoland. So, yeah. So the Legoland Balun Resort opened in Balun, Denmark in 1968, followed by the Legoland Windsor Resort in Windsor in 1996. And then further parks opened in Germany, Japan, Malaysia, Dubai, the United States, which we have in California and Florida. (laughs) And then parks in South Korea, New York. Oh, I didn't know they were getting a park. And Shanghai are currently under construction. That's wow. dope. Shout out to New York. You guys are getting a park.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I vividly remember when the San Diego Legoland opened. And apparently it opened on March 20th of 1999. Mm-hmm. And when it opened... I just thought it was the first ever. Like, it's so funny that there were oh, right. so many before. And I was like, you know, this is while wow, Legoland was just created for the first time. And no, it, it it wasn't. Little little did I know. I don't know. I haven't been to Legoland. Have you?
3: Um, I think I went once. A yeah, long I feel like you're a San Diego. Yeah, people. yeah. That's where my family's from. So, um, yeah, I think I remember going once. But, I mean... When I had my pick, I always picked Disneyland. Oh, yeah. So, when I was cuz let's see 1999, I was in middle school. So, my family actually would let us on our birthday we could either have a birthday party or we could take one friend to Disneyland cuz tickets oh, are expensive oh, yeah. as hell. 100%. And so I always chose to take one friend to Disneyland. I did that like every year.
2: <laughs> one one friend got hooked up. I mean, mm. I had
3: brothers too. So, they were paying for my brothers to go with me and also my one friend
2: yeah but your your one friend got to drive all the way up to anaheim Mm -hmm. and experience that fun day like that friend got hooked up yep that's true that's true they probably don't realize how dope that was
3: no tiffany do you realize (laughs) it we're not even facebook friends
2: yeah see that see what i mean definitely (laughs) do not realize it so uh, all six of the parks include a Lego Miniland, a model village, which includes models of landmarks and scenes from all around the world made from made from millions of genuine Lego bricks. The park's rides are all Lego themed. Many are made to appear as if they're built out of Lego bricks. They tend to be based on one particular line of Lego. For example, a popular ride at all six parks is the Dragon Coaster, which is loosely based on the Knights Kingdom Lego sets. Another popular ride is Driving School, in which children can drive small electric cars made to look like Lego cars around a small road network, after which they gain a mock driving lesson. Um, A mock driving license. I
3: wanted to say, so I visited my brother in Phoenix recently, and we went to. There's a Legoland Discovery Center in Phoenix, so I'm and it's like much smaller. It's like attached to one of their malls. So I I imagine that there are a lot of places. uh, If you listening don't have a Legoland, but you have one of these Legoland Discovery Centers, let us know. So it was essentially like dinosaurs and astronauts and stuff made out all made out of Legos, like these huge builds of them. Oh no. Nice. Um and then they have two rides, ten Lego build and play zones, and a four D cinema there. So it's not like the full one with roller coasters, but it's yeah. still cool.
2: There's a lot of Lego facts, so I'ma just hit you off with some quick facts that happen. Hashtag facts, uh F-A-C-K-S. Uh in nineteen seventy one, Lego began to target girls by introducing furniture pieces and dollhouses.
3: Yeah, and then in 1972, Lego added boat and ship sets with floating hole pieces.
2: 1974, human figs, uh, human figures with poseable arms made an appearance in 1974 in Lego family sets, which went on to become the biggest sellers at the time. The next year, an early version of the minifigure, a.k.a. minifigs, uh, miniature Lego person was introduced, but it was not poseable and had no face printed on its head. What was that what? nightmare <laughs> scape of a toy?
3: Like knowing little kids, you could draw like you, I would probably have drawn my own oh yeah, on there, which would not have looked good, it would have been like lopsided eyes. Uh, in 1975, the expert series set was introduced, it was geared towards older, more experienced Lego builders, followed by the expert builder sets in 1977.
2: In 1978, the Lego's minifig was officially added. These small Lego people have poseable arms and legs and smile. No more of that creepy (laughs) no-face thing going on. Essentially, Lego citizens. Lego also expanded into space with the creation of Lego space sets with astronaut minifigures, rockets, lunar rovers, spaceships, and... In medieval territory with a castle theme.
3: Yeah, and then in 1979, Lego introduced the Scala series, featuring jewelry elements marketed towards young girls. God, Iffy, we also are astronauts. Can I tell you? So,
2: nah, y'all just like furniture, you know.
3: We're we're also into rockets and lunar rovers.
2: Yeah, okay, nah, anyways. we gotta add that furniture. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was. Wild. What
3: little girl wants a couch? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue.
2: Until 1989, Lego minifigs only came in yellow skin color with the standard smiling face, though early prototypes had a variety of skin colors and facial expressions.
3: Mm-hmm. Very Simpsons of them. Uh, In 1999, the first Lego products featured licensed characters not designed in-house, Were Lego Star Wars, still extremely popular, and Winnie the Pooh Duplo, followed in 2000 by Lego Harry Potter characters and also figures from other Steven Spielberg movies
2: yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was crazy it was huge uh and lucas films was about to release the first prequel trilogy to the mm-hmm. original star wars movies and lego was debating whether not to partner with the company to license a set of star wars tours that would come out at the same time as the film and then astonishingly lego executives initially balked partly as a result of the company's fierce independence but lego whose executives took pride in the innocent nature of their toys also fretted about aligning itself with any violence because you know they got the lightsabers you know han shot first so the company surveyed parents who didn't mind the partnership and the positive polling gave lego the (laughs) comfort it needed to push ahead with star wars
3: this is so funny yeah like can you just imagine star wars coming to be like hey Would you like us to help you sell your thing? And then be like, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. Well,
2: this was after a huge, like, Star Wars drought. But it's so funny because this is the second time Star Wars has kind of jolted the toy industry. Because remember, they basically created the modern action figure. And now they're coming and they're like, look. We got the, we're going to do the original trilogy, and it seems like it's going to be the best thing ever. Fans are going to love it. It's going to be a, a movie masterpiece. There's no way these three movies we're going to come out with could be bad. So, anyway, this is what Jar Jar Binks looks like. Let's go ahead and make it.
3: <laughs> I was going to say there was another company. I can't remember what. Someone will have to remind me, but it was a lunchbox um, I was listening to another great podcast, which is Mystery Show, which doesn't have any new episodes, but they should because I love it with Starling Kine. And she did one on um, a Welcome Back Cotter lunchbox, which was like these famous set of lunchboxes. And I guess that company was supposed to partner with Star Wars, but didn't like they passed up on it. And oh. then it ended up being like the the biggest thing that they lost out on. Soren Holm, who is the head of LEGO Concept Lab, said toy weapons had always been heavily debated, but that since the LEGO Star Wars release, LEGO has grown more comfortable with conflict. There are no LEGO sets with a war or military theme, very unlike our friends at G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, this is because LEGO creator Ole Kirk Christensen didn't want to make war seem appealing to children. Makes sense for someone who lived through World War II.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, to go back to the hit movie The Phantom Menace and their partnership with LEGO, the product line killed, uh, comprising more than 15% of the company's sales, and the Star Wars arrangement ushered in similar profitable licensing agreements. It was long until LEGO rolled out Harry Potter Lego sets, Mm -hmm. because they're like, all right, we get it.
3: (laughs) This is kind of crazy, though. So there were a couple of times they were on the brink of bankruptcy, and this was one of those times. Uh, In late 2003, the company's sales sank by 30% compared to the year before. And Lego was introducing too many product lines without putting enough attention on its original core business, which Ole had always said, quality over quantity, essentially. So now they had Lego dolls, a Lego kids clothing line, like all these other products. Toy retailers began complaining to Lego that the firm didn't provide enough inventory of one of the few best-selling items, the Bionicle Legos, which were set in a science fantasy world. So the company had become too reliant on Star Wars and Harry Potter movies, but the catch is that... Those movies weren't released every year, so during the years those fir- the the uh, during the years those films weren't released, Lego's revenue dropped. Yeah, because it's like, well, that Harry Potter movie came out three years ago. I'm not into it. Yeah, now. you should have
2: been building up those Bionicles. Bionicles, yeah. man, those were a hit. I remember when Bionicles came out; those they were so tight that like this was. They came out when I wasn't playing with toys, and I looked at them and was like damn, I wish I was still playing with toys because <laughs> these bionicles look tight. Also, it's a fun name to say bionicle.
3: Bionicle, yeah. yeah. Who
2: thought that up, bionicle?
3: Um, we'll talk about that a little bit when we get into the media, like the TV shows and, Ooh, and okay. films. Um, so, so Lego trimmed down. They shut down several of their theme parks, unfortunately, and killed off some of their poor performing product lines.
2: That isn't the only problem that had. Because now... We got competitors. Yep. We got clones. Several competitors have attempted to take advantage of Lego's popularity by producing blocks of similar dimensions and advertising them as being compatible with Lego bricks. After the last of Lego's patents for its interlocking bricks expired in the late 1980s, the companies naturally faced a raft of upstarts seeking a cash in on the brick craze. Lego tried fighting back with lawsuits, but failed.
3: Yeah, so in 2002, Lego sued the Coco toy company in Beijing for copyright infringement over its Cocoa Bricks product. And Coco was ordered to cease manufacture of the products, publish a formal apology, and pay damages. That's the most petty part of it is, like, I want you to formally apologize mm. to us for making anything similar. Wow. Even though... Like we said, I find this very interesting because Lego's product was essentially copying the Kitty Craft self-locking bricks, which were only patented in the UK, which were made by Hillary Page, um, this woman that founded them essentially, which is known for being the predecessor of Lego, like of these. And then in 1939, yeah, she she applied for a patent for toy building blocks, which yeah. sounds a lot like Legos.
2: Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's that's what happened uh, is, uh, you know, it was built off of a completely other toy they jacked. And that was just another volume of uh, now that's what I call capitalism. Um,
3: <laughs> but, yeah, so something did happen. So in 2005, the Lego company sued Canadian company Mega for spicy. for trademark violation. But the Supreme Court of Canada actually upheld Megablock's rights to sell their product. And then in 2010, the European Court of Justice ruled that the eight-peg design of the original Lego brick merely performs a technical function and cannot be registered as a trademark. That's kind of fascinating.
2: And now the cocoa toy company is like, remember me.
3: <laughs> yeah. So that's basically uh, that's basically Legos, but yeah. we haven't gotten to touch yet on all of the media, the The television shows, the movies. We get to revisit
2: Bionicle. And then we talk about Ninjago. Yeah. You got uh, Lego movie. You got Batman Legos. Let's not even talk about all the Lego video games. Oh boy, there's so much Lego. But we'll jump into that after these messages.
1: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
0: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
4: Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. customers And their product reviews are literally five stars. And right now through Monday, Dime has their spring into savings sale. Get 25% off site-wide. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 25% off every product on the site. That's DimeBeautyCO.com for 25% off. But hurry, the spring into savings sale ends Monday. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com.
2: Welcome back. It is neurodificent. I'm still if you waddy Danny. I'm Fernandez. no longer Danny Fernandez. Uh, oh, you switched it up.
3: I'm Ole Kurt Christensen. <laughs> coming back.
2: Hey, how's it going, Ole?
3: I've survived a lot, Indy.
2: <laughs> oh, is there anything you want to tell uh, your I've fans? I've been
3: reborn. <laughs> I've been reborn as a a thirty a year old Latina. Hey. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So let's talk about uh, brick films. Uh, brick films, videos using Legos, have existed since the 1970s. Starting in 2003, Lego officially made their first film partnership to make films based on their toy property. I got something to talk about, <laughs> it with brick films. So, I'd say, I want to say it had to be sometime in the between 2000-2005. There were these toys called modifiers. Man, did I love them! They were the same. They were made by the Tech Deck company, and then you would get a stock car, it'd be a Civic or it'd be a Acura Integra, and it would have a body kit, an air intake, some bucket seats, and you would you would basically upgrade your car with the aftermarket mm-hmm. parts that it came with, and they were essentially like model cars that you could make pretty simply. Uh, And I liked it so much. I was on the forums, of course, a child of the internet. And so then people would be doing these wild builds where they were using Bondo and like Dremel to like carve out like super custom wide body kits, adding custom spoilers, slicing the roof. Like I remember. I knew I was in high school because I asked my wood shop teacher to cut the roof off because I wanted to do a custom convertible because oh, that was damn. the big craze. And when I handed him the modifier, he just looked at me like, Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I just, and he did it because he uh, had the wood shop tools. And so he did it because I knew he wouldn't let me do it by myself. But I was like, Can you please just chop this? And he did it because he was a dope teach. Um, but anyway, the reason I bring all this up. Soon, like we started doing cool things. I st- I had a thing called Mod Mag where I, I kind of based it off of Import Tuner, where I interviewed other people who had really cool mods and featuring them and compiling it into a magazine that I would make a Word doc that people can download from my tripod, uh, uh Angel Fire. And but another thing people were doing was they would make films with the cars, but Everyone, since the cars were so small, the only thing people would use are minifigs. Mm-hmm. And there was one dude who made like a race and like edited it to make his minifig talk and be like, You wanna go? And That's it so blew cool. everyone's mind. We were like, Whoa, what, what? So that was t- a long way to say that was my first brick film that I saw.
3: <laughs> yeah, brick films for people that don't know are essentially stop motion animation using Legos. And they were very popular back in the 1970s and 80s. And, and still today, people will make them. But the first known brick film was called Journey to the Moon. And it was created in 1973 by Lars C. Haysing and Henrik Hasing It was a six-minute video featured both stop animation and live action and was recorded on Super 8 Film And this film was later shown to Godfrey Kirk Christensen, so that was Ole's son, who had a personal copy made, though the film was never released to the public until May of 2013 when the creator uploaded it to YouTube. Oh, wow. We've come a long time since then.
2: We've come a long way.
3: Yeah, but let's talk about some of their properties because they have a lot. So they technically, let's see, one, two, three, four, five films – we have the Lego movie, which came out in 2014. Yep. We have the Lego Batman movie, the Lego Ninjago movie, which came out in 2017. And upcoming, they're currently in development, is the Lego Movie 2 and the Billion Brick Race. And both of those will come out in 2019.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and that's just right there, like, um, just the movies, you know. Is is that any of like the TV stuff too? Oh,
3: we're gonna talk about that iffy. But before oh. we move on, I did want to say because each of those movies could get their own episodes, and and we oh, love them. What I wanted to say is a couple of points. So one for the Lego Movie is fascinating. It was the first time Batman and Superman appeared on screen as a duo, not Batman versus Superman because this came before it. Mm-hmm. It was also the first time their Justice League companions, Wonder Woman and the Flash had ever appeared in a Hollywood film at all.
2: Oh yeah, and uh, Dan wanted to point out that Lego Batman has a score of 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and some people's favorite Batman films with, yep, but you don't have to convince me because Hector Navarro proudly states that that is his favorite Batman film. And he fights every time he says it. Every time he tweets it, people are like, better than the trilogy. He's like, better than the Dark Knight trilogy. And then it proceeds to go the any any where, where exactly where you expect
3: <laughs> yeah it's so weird like that everyone has a different go. my favorite one is michael keaton's um specifically the 1989 uh batman but like it's it's so who cares like yeah. that that's his favorite he probably likes how upbeat and like funny and silly it is dan is pointing to me with thumbs up um <laughs> so so if we're gonna talk we like a lot of things, cannot get into every single thing. And this is why, I just want to go down real quick. There are 19 direct-to-video LEGO movies, 19 LEGO short films, 13 LEGO TV specials, and 16 LEGO TV shows.
2: Yeah, oh man. And if we go into video games, I just looked up the list of LEGO video games. That list is even longer. I'm going to try to go through some of these as fast as I can. So 1995, you had LEGO Fun to Build, 1997 LEGO Island, 1998 LEGO Loco, LEGO Chess and LEGO Creator, 1999 LEGO Friends, LEGO Racers, LEGO Rock Raiders, 2000 LEGO Land, LEGO My Style Preschool, LEGO My Style Kindergarten, LEGO Alpha Team, LEGO Stunt Rally, LEGO Creator Knights Kingdom, 2001. One, you had Lego Island 2, the (laughs) Bricksters...
3: You're trying. <laughs>
2: the Brickster's Revenge. Lego Island 2. But then uh, Lego Racers 2. Lego Bionicle. whoop woop. 2002 Football Mania. Wait, what? You're only
3: in 2002? <laughs> yeah.
2: Island being... Extreme Stunts. Drone Racers. Bionicle. Mataran Adventures. 2003 Bionicle. The Game. But you are... Okay. Uh, 2004 Lego Knights Kingdom. 2005 Bionicle. Maze of Shadows. 2006 Bionicle Heroes. If you hear how many times I'm saying bi- Bionicle, you mm-hmm. might wonder why weren't they making Bionicle Legos? 2009, Lego Battles. 2010, Lego Universe. 2011, Lego Battles. Ninjago. 2013, Lego City Undercover. Lego City Undercover. The Chase Begins. Lego Friends. Lego Legends. Chima Online. Lego Legends. Chima The Lava's Journey. Lego Legends. Chima The Speed Ores. 2014, Lego Minifigs. Lego Ninjago. Ninjroids, Lego Legends. Achima Tribe Fighters. Lego Ninjago. Travel Ronin. And 2017, Lego Worlds. Now, there are people who are sitting on the edges of the streets like, you missed something. Yeah, those are Lego soul-owned games. If we're talking about licensed Lego games, 2001, you had Lego creator Harry Potter. No, Iffy, I'm going
3: to stop you. (laughs) What? Listen. I got And I got 19 direct-to-video Lego movies, 19 (laughs) Lego short films, 13 Lego TV specials, and 16 Lego TV shows. So let me just give you the gist. I'm just going to give you the gist of some of these that you need to know. So... So out of the direct-to-video Lego movies, they had several that were Mm DC-based and some that had Scooby-Doo as well. I think two of them were Scooby-Doo related. And many of them came with a Lego minifigure. That's what you need to know if you want to check out more of them. I'm sure we'll get into it, but also you can you can check out more. As far as the 19 Lego short films, one of the biggest ones was the Monty Python and the Holy Grail in Lego, which was included in the Monty Python and the Holy Grail DVD release as a bonus feature. Moving on to the 13 Lego TV specials, some of the things you need to know. First, the first one was Lego Atlantis, which premiered in 2011 on Cartoon Network. Also, another huge one was Lego Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Very dope. And... Brick Like Me, which was the Simpsons 550th episode, super dope looking, especially if you're a Simpsons fan or just a Lego fan. So that was technically also a Lego TV special. Nice. Um, Looks very cool. Maybe we can include a link to it because I loved it. Out of the 16 Lego TV shows, so there was Lego Bionicle, The Journey to One, which is the first series to be on Netflix. That was the first Lego series to be on Netflix. so That's why it's important. Star Wars, The Freemaker Adventure, which was the first full-length Lego Star Wars television series. And Unikitty, which is currently on Cartoon Network, is from the Lego movie. It's Unikitty from the Lego movie. And my friend Roger Craig Smith is a character in that. So, yeah, there's – and I think Tara Strong. Is Tara Strong Unikitty? That makes sense because she voices everybody. Yeah. So, moving on, because we cannot list all of these – um, Are you
2: talking about stuff like Lego Star Wars, the video game, Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy, Lego Star Wars, so the complete saga, Lego Indiana Jones? I have some jokes. fun
3: facts, Ify, to, to close out this episode. So in August 1988, your favorite year, uh, 38 children from 17 different countries took part in the first Lego World Cup building contest that was held in Belun, Denmark.
2: Oh, that's tight. That was on my. Uh, that was when I was born too. They should have brought Baby Iffy out there, getting in. You know, how about this? In May 2011, Space Shuttle Endeavour missions STS-134 brought 13 Lego kits to the International Space Station, where astronauts built models to see how they would react in microgravity, and that was a part of something called the Lego bricks in space program.
3: I do love how educational this toy is. As oh, yeah. much as it's it's called a toy, it is very educational. I mean,
2: yeah, toys can uh, be very educational. Some toys can teach you about yourself. <laughs>
3: Is that like Tickle Me Elmo?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: In May 2013, the largest model ever created was displayed in New York City and was made of over 5 million bricks. It was a one-one scale model of an X-Wing fighter for more Star Wars nerds. Um, other records include a 112-foot tower and a 2.5-mile and a, and a railway.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. Dang. Well, in February 2015, not too long ago, Lego replaced Ferrari as the world's most powerful brand. I was like, I don't even know why Ferrari. Yeah, seriously, even up there to why? Deal I mean, with. like,
3: I could understand the world's richest,
2: but not the powerful. Yeah, powerful man. That's mm-hmm. that's probably. But like,
3: something. Target now is Target's like taking over everything. I, I, everyone I'd say, shops like, at Kleenex, Target.
2: Kleenex, you know, like everyone like. No, when I you use want toilet t- paper. When you use, t- you know, when people like give me a tissue, they say give me a Kleenex. Yeah, you know, like, but usually it could be any brand, but Kleenex is that strong. I hear you. Yeah,
3: um, you can combine this is a little fun fact. You can combine six of the eight studded Lego bricks in nine hundred fifteen million one hundred three thousand seven hundred sixty-five different ways.
2: That's a lot of ways. Who
3: figured that out? Some Somebody math who likes math. One of those mm-hmm. weird
2: math fans. You know, that person on Reddit who always does the math.
3: My brother is one of those. Ugh. He's an actuary. He loves math.
2: Oh, man. My, Weldon, uh, my buddy, I should probably try and link uh, this this, probably, oh, whatever. Uh, he's was thinking considering going to actuary school. So i should oh, okay. probably like, yeah, he could totally. It's very hard. Cause yeah, that's what to, he was saying. You
3: have to take a bunch of tests, and like, if you don't pass, it's like you can't move on yeah. with your career. That's what he was saying. Was Even like, after he graduated, he has to continue to take tests. Oh, I don't think he. I don't know if he does anymore, but um, he had to continue to take tests. Yeah, it was like ground
2: wings. You want you once <laughs> you get past a certain part, if you don't pass, you're just yeah. done. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm like, that's wild. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. just done. Dun dada, you out. You're done here, son. You failed. you out. Take that stuff to Second City. We're done with you. Anyway, uh, the, <laughs> the Lego Duplo bricks, the large ones for the little kids, can connect with regular Lego bricks. Even though they are eight times the size of regular bricks, the Duplo Legos connect perfectly with regular ones.
3: Yeah, something else is that someone built a real house made entirely of Lego. In 2009, a man named James May in Surrey, Great Britain, constructed the world's first full-size Lego house. I would be like, these people are, play. you know, I, I would be concerned.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's a house you can't walk barefoot yeah. in.
3: Yeah, well, like, oh. I mean, aside from that, I'm like, is something going to crash through my rooftop? <laughs> yeah, he the used- big
2: bad wolf is like, I got this son.
3: <laughs> he used 3.3, or just like a hot day. Yeah. Like, I mean, Phoenix in in the summer is like, what, 120? Like, that would melt, right? Some of these plastic. Uh, Using 3.3 million bricks, the house (sighs) contained a working toilet. Whoa, was that made out of bricks? I mean, now it's just getting impressive. now, yeah. That's... And shower and a bed. Oh, you would not want to sleep on that. All made out of Lego. Legoland offered to take the house and put it in their Windsor theme park, but took back the deal after deciding it would be too expensive to move it. They also criticized May for not asking for their help when building the house. <laughs> he wanted to do it on his own, Lego.
2: Like, oh, you ain't going to ask us? You ain't going to ask the All right. All right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, according to our friends at uh, Mental Floss, shout out to... A part time genius. Love the pod. And uh, um,
3: shout out to me. I'm a host at Mental Floss. Did you know that? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I remember that, but I'm really That's trying rude, to get it. I'm trying to get you already follow me on Twitter. Now it's time to get Mango on the train. Uh but
3: <laughs> you're so. I never talk. I actually never promote the fact that I am. I've. Hosted I know you a bunch should. Of I
2: know. Look, Mango's gonna block you now. Mm, you know? Oh no.
3: There's okay. two hosts
2: of that show, but it's very clear that Mango is my favorite. Uh, the five toughest Lego sets are, uh, according to Mental Floss, is the Eiffel Tower, which has three thousand four hundred twenty-eight pieces. The Ghostbusters Firehouse, four thousand six hundred thirty-four pieces ultimate collector's edition Millennium Falcon that has 5195 yeah. pieces I think I know someone who really wanted that
3: I know someone that has it also there's the the video of um I think was it Kimmel or Conan maybe it was Conan it, the one where Harrison Ford like someone brings out their Millennium Falcon and he's like oh and he like looks at it and then like accidentally tosses it and it yeah. breaks everywhere
2: oh no oh <sighs> Then you have the Tower Bridge, which is four thousand two hundred eighty-seven pieces.
3: Yeah, that's London's uh, iconic, <laughs> iconic bridge. Mm-hmm.
2: And the Superstar Destroyer, which is three thousand one hundred fifty-two pieces. That's a lot of pieces. The
3: kid that I nannied when I was in high school had one of those. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, you
2: got the cool kids, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah. It, was, it took him a while to put it together.
2: Yeah, but he did. And that's what counts.
3: So that's a uh, Lego
2: yeah that's the history of legos all of it well yeah we'll have to go back and do things like bionicle i definitely want to do some of these video games uh and everything lego has so many facets and parts man it's it's one of the many things that we recorded and we're like we're gonna have to do it i mean rumor has it that uh we just got that research for dragon ball z and uh we were talking about it before we recorded it, and uh, we're going to have to really just do the intro first, and then visit each series piece by piece, because that lore is thick. But um, if you're already excited by the time you hit the end of the episode, you must be super excited, because I can't even wait for you to wait. I'm going to tell you now. Next week, we're doing Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. You wanted it. Everyone knew it was coming. So I'm gonna announce it right now. Forget the plugs. Forget the sign off. Get ready to rock the dragon. Dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, dragon, ball, Z. Okay, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just really excited. We're gonna have a guest, but I'm gonna I'm save. I gotta save you some dessert. Mm-hmm. I gotta save you some dessert. Yeah. It's gonna be exciting, uh, but it's here, y'all. Where can people find you, Danny? Oh, people can <laughs> find
3: me at Ms. Danny Fernandez. If you don't know, I have two Dragon Ball Z tattoos on my body. For anyone that doesn't follow me, so despite how I sound right now, I am also very excited. As far as arguing about like. I don't know. When I think of Dragon Ball Z, I know people argue a lot about like who's stronger in this and this and the sagas. And I'm like, I don't even want to. I just want to talk about how did it get started? What is it? And where is it going? So that is something that I'm looking forward to. Ify. What did I answer? I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. Send me memes. I don't know. That's what I keep telling people and I enjoy them. Yeah. I learned now that I have to pretend like I haven't seen them before because just like you, because I feel everybody, our friends, our close personal friends, will anything Dragon Ball Z related that drops like the new Reebok shoes or um, I don't know, like the Super Saiyan restaurant or whatever, we get tagged a billion times, which is sweet and adorable. I love that people are thinking of me. And now I just need to pretend like I haven't seen it a hundred times because I heard that that's... Not to be like, oh yeah, I already saw that. When a yeah. friend sends you a meme or a, a a post or something, I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, they, I, I know I I do that a lot, especially for things like these DBZ shoes. The you these are literally the cross <laughs> between the two things I care the most about. All the DBZ news, I have, I'm I'm on it, but. Some some people I will say some people hit me with some new stuff before I got to it. So don't stop. Get it. Get it. Don't stop. Let's get these shoes. All right, y'all. I'm IfyWideway, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. ifd's on Twitch. Thank you, nerd fam. Y'all have been coming through so strong with them Twitch Prime subs. And I can't thank you enough. It really keeps me going. It really keeps the stream dream alive. Just remember, you got to re-up that sub monthly. It doesn't automatically renew. So come through. At least, you know, and, and I'd like to know that there's a time once a month that we get to hang out while i'm playing maybe overwatch i'm back in a wow oh my gosh i was just thinking that i have to go we got to do a wow episode and that is deep uh but just come through re up that sub or if you haven't hit me with a sub yet hit me if you're if you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> twitch.tv is a platform on the internet where you can watch other people play video games and if you happen to have amazon prime which if you don't have amazon prime yet look i get it it can be kind of pricey, but when you break it down, it's about five bucks a month. And there ain't nothing like free two-day shipping. Nothing's ever going to beat that. I don't buy, if I can't get it with two-day shipping, then I, I'm driving to the store. <laughs> uh, but if you have that and you don't know what twitch is you just log into twitch connect your amazon you will have a free sub and you get to visit me once a month or if you'd like watch people play video games every time i stream make sure you hit that notification too that's you know that's how you know i'm streaming um
3: well i did want to say we actually have a very good episode on twitch yes. if you don't know what it is oh, yeah, you can listen true. to our episode on twitch with zach eubank who's the ceo of hyper rpg He's very informative and funny and great as always, but like talks about how to start your own Twitch channel or how to get involved in Twitch yeah. or what Twitch is. So definitely check it out.
2: So definitely come through with that. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, it's been fun seeing that hashtag nerdfam in my chat. It gets me hype every time. So thank you. Thank you to everyone. Uh, every month I'm going to do one of these super hard pushes just to remind y'all and then I'll shut up about it and just say if D's after. So this is your monthly push, and also your monthly huge thank you. Y'all don't even understand how much I enjoy getting to get paid to play video games. (laughs) If you have Twitch Prime, you can do that for free. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I love all the feedbacks. Tell us your favorite thing about Legos. If you're one of those crazy Lego heads with dope sets, definitely yes. make sure you send, send them to photo. us so we can retweet it, put it on the Insta. Please, I, I am always blown away by Lego sets uh, mm-hmm. because I just don't have the just patience to do it. Our
3: friend uh, Christopher Smith Bryant who's going to be on a future episode, he has a ton of Lego sets. He has a lot Ooh. of the DC ones. He yeah, yeah. is a big fan of uh, of Wonder Woman and yeah. and such, which I have a Wonder Woman Lego. Um, she has the, her invisible plane. Oh yeah. Invisible yeah, Jet.
2: And also that's a big thing is minifig keychain So even if it's just your minifig keychain, show me that. I'm curious. I think the most popular one is Darth Vader. I've seen that more. So hit hit us up. We like talking. To y'all. We do. All right, y'all. Stay nerdy.
1: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee.